Yeah. Yo, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello, oh my goodness wow. What a treat, what a treat The bonus are back, boy Bonus episode, ting up in your face Bonus Man, episode from the wolf and owl Bonus episode, tucky tucky in uh, how long? Do, how long are we going to do this for? Like half an hour. About half an hour. Mm. So we decided because Tom and I felt like you know. Well, no, we haven't done a bonus episode for what over a year. It must be like, yeah, at least a year, right? Year. Okay. So we thought we'd yeah. do a bonus episode. We've chosen some emails. I have rather. This one was very busy this week. Uh, we also need we to gonna... pick up because I feel really bad because we digressed so much. You had the two prong thing. And oh yeah, but did... it's not really that. I'll tell it very quickly. Right here. Uh, first of all, you know, I started talking about Chrissy. Yeah. So he did a very intense leg day with me. Right. Very intense. Right. And now I can't get into or out of a car without Oof. having to be supported by one of the children. Wow. I, I I have to think very carefully about going upstairs or downstairs. Uh, taking a shit is something I have to mentally prepare for for about five, <laughs> six minutes before I go to do it. It's really bad, man. Wow, that's like a hell of a leg session. Yeah, it was mad. It's mad. I think I did like a hundred squats. Yeah, well, yeah. What weighted squats or just? Yeah, weighted. Weighted. What, goblet, goblet squats. I did goblet squats as well as yeah, barbell yeah. squats. Is it barbell? What's the long one? Yeah, barbell. Yeah, 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 barbell. Uh, and then the other thing I did was is that night I ended up being up for twenty four hours. Party room was out in full of physics. Wowza! Because that night I went to see Friction, friend of the podcast, at the Comedy yes. in Brighton, and oh my goodness, it was. Well, you didn't go to sleep live. Well, I didn't get back to like five six o'clock. Wow, jeez, boy. All right, that's a part. I was, you know, I behaved myself. Did you? First time in a long time I've woken up without the sort of fear about my behaviour, I would say. Well, did you, how drunk were you? How, how wavy were you? But, uh, I would say I managed to find the sweet spot and stay there. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's so, actually a very incredible thing that you've done right It's there. probably the second time it's happened to me in my 44 years on this earth. Um, is, when did you catch up with the sleep? I haven't. Wow. What I will say to you, though, is I am very caffeinated. Can you tell? Can you tell from the previous episode? Mate, I, to be fair, from, from this episode and the last, I think... This almost, this is as electric as you you sounded for a while. So yeah, whatever you. So maybe this doing. is the way forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, of, like once a week, you just don't sleep. Yeah, you could just I'm be just out on the prowl like a cat, mm. prowling the streets. Um, yeah, looking for a party. Yeah, that'd be like a good sort of. Yeah, that, you should get like a video guy with you, a videographer. Hmm. Videographer, like, yeah, it's a good idea. And then you just yeah, start. because after um, after last time when I got some video footage of me out and about, and you used it as a, a basically a running roast, <laughs> which which culminated in you demanding that I dance at the live shows. 
So no, yeah, look, definitely will be. I definitely will be up for doing that again. You're absolutely no, right. I just think it's like I can imagine you being like you know like jackass or saying like, you've got a guy with you. Like, hold up, hold up, Wayne, come over here, mate, come over here. Can you hear that? Sounds like a party. And what does party run love more than anything? Music and tequila. And then you like knock on the door and then someone likes to go, oh my God, Ramesh. And you're like, not tonight, friend. Party rom. And then you just come like, dance, you're like dancing to the room, like that dance that you do. And everyone's just clapping. And then like he's sort of like zooming in on your face really close up as you're just having the time of your life. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Okay, should we do an email? Yes, let's do it, baby. Okay. Uh, this is from... Wow! Uh, <laughs> oh shit! 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 No, I fucked also, up. No right. shit! I fucked up there. I fucked up there. They've actually done a na- name, and I said, "Can we bleep that out, JT?" I, uh, <laughs> I made a huge error. Uh, <laughs> this is from the Deaf Marmoset. Uh, <laughs> they say, "Dear Al Swan and Wolf, just about to start my PGCE teacher training, uh, and I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm super into your stuff." No. I'm super enthusiastic about teaching, love the subject, and I'm really passionate about the prospect of being in the classroom. However, there's something niggling away at me that I've always been passionate about. I've always loved comedy. I've even done open mic nights while I was at uni in Brighton, sometimes with some success. My question is, how possible do you think it is to be able to start a comedy career while balancing teaching in the social media age? I'm conscious that online footage of a teacher doing dick jokes is not necessarily going to fly while trying to hold down a teaching job. Don't get me wrong, I want to teach. I just always fantasised I would eventually transition into comedy once I'd done so-called a so-called proper job. Hope you can shed some light. Thank you for the podcast. Much love, the Deaf Marmoset. This is like this, could, this could be you, like ten years ago, writing in. It's like this person is. This feels like you getting your feathered wing around this Marmoset and just saying, "Come with me," and then just sort of like flying. I don't even know how big a Marmoset is, but flying around with him and just showing him the sights. But um, my my advice would be, uh, number one, it sounds mental, I'd focus on, you like the teaching thing, have that as your principal focus, a good trade, something you've got to fall back on. Uh, you've wanted to do it for a while, sounds you're, like you're passionate about it, and uh, that's a really, really good thing. And then I think at the side, keep keep the open mic, keep the comedy going. I think it's a great, great outlet. Um, I think if you're worried about dick jokes and uh, such coming out or anything that's profoundly rude and that, that worries you, then don't do those sorts of jokes. I think it's a good bit of education for anyone on stage is try, you don't really want to say stuff ever on stage that you're not going to stand by and say like that, you know, or have to defend at some point for the reason you find it funny. So I think if, if straight off the bat you're thinking you don't want that stuff coming out, then I'd probably just be a little bit wary of that, that those things. Um, it's, it's, it's weirdly uninterested. Like I had a, a mate that I went to school with who messaged me the other day and he's sort of at that point in his life where he sort of got a bit of a crossroads and um, he was sort of like, I'm just going to be a stand-up because I think it's really fun. I'm really, really funny and I think it's quite an easy thing to do. Um, I think it's... I, I think so many people have an idea that, and I probably did actually to an extent, how quite how hard being a sort of a decent stand-up is. In the last like year, probably eight months, I've realised quite how it's so. Te- it's, it is right, Rob. You're, you're on. It's a full-on job, isn't it? It's 
What, to, doing stand-up or teaching? It's both. But stand-up is, like, if you want to get good, you've got to throw so much behind it. Well, but, I, I, it, it, it's a tricky one, because not a tricky one. It's very simple to me, is that I, I did teacher training. I didn't do PGC, I did GTP. And so, so hold up, just for um, myself and any listener who doesn't know what that what, what's the difference? So, so PGC is when you go to uni and you do a teaching qualification, wow. and GTP is like I don't even know if they still do it. It's called graduate teacher program. So, if you already got a degree, and then basically you don't go to uni, your qualification is done in a school. You have a school as a base. Oh wow! And you do a course. And then you, they start te- getting you to teach straight away. Not right. straight away. They wouldn't put you yeah. completely unqualified in front of a class. And you're always supervised, even when you start doing it. But you basically are paid a salary, like a really low salary or relatively low salary. But um, but it's a way of doing it without... I think it's like when they, they brought it in because they were desperate for people to go into the profession, which I believe they still are. But um, So, yeah, I did that. But when what I would say about that is I was at that stage... For every hour I was teaching, it would take me an hour and a half to plan. Right. Because I just didn't know what, you know, because I was so new to it and you're trying to figure out how to do, you got, you know, and then eventually it becomes instinctive. And then I was planning lessons very quickly. But what I would say is stand up requires you to work in the evenings, obviously. And if you're doing your PGC, you're going to have to do loads of work in the evening. So it almost feels like I would do that, I would focus on one for a little bit. And then maybe when you get a bit more comfortable, start doing the gigs. Because like, if you start deciding that you're going to go on to like hardcore gigging, that's every, that you do that every night. When I was like started gigging all the time, I mean, Tom, you're going for it now when you're trying to warm up for the tour. Yeah, you basically have to get into a rhythm of it. So I was gigging every night. I was doing like I was only not doing Sundays. But I was doing Monday to Saturday, and that's all right when you're when your job is like, you've got comfortable enough with your job that you can manage that. But when I was doing GTP, there's no, absolutely no way I could have done anything in the evenings. Cause like, it just was taking all of my mental energy to do teaching. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my take. I've, 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 I've absolutely hijacked your answer there, Tom. Sorry, but anyway, that's my take. But actually, but we found out a little bit about different teaching courses, which was quite interesting. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah. And that's what people come to this for. So, Works out really well. I imagine people now are going. I don't think they should bother with the bonuses. <laughs> I, th- I think it's all right just them doing the one a week. <laughs> you know, like people. You know, I messaged him once saying, "You do one hour a week. Surely you must have more." They did a bonus. Turns out they don't. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Def Marmoset, our advice to you, uh, Tom. Have you got more you, to add to that? You've or, put, no, but I think you've advice was you've put a lot of pressure on yourself for the first time. You're doing the emails, and you've insisted we do a bonus episode with your emails as well. oh, that's too much yeah it's, it's a lot yeah, of work it's, it's a lot a bad, of pressure on your shoulders isn't it it's a lot of pressure on me yeah yeah if <laughs> this is too much actually. You've essentially... who'd, have thought, who'd have thought who'd have thought after all of the work related pressures i've had this is going to be the one that's going to push me over the top <laughs> what was it what was it that finally what was it that finally did for romesh oh, i was actually the one week where they decided to do two episodes and he had to choose the emails himself <laughs> Absolutely fucked him, poor guy. He's never been the same. You know, like when, you know, that one of those guys that's like done a, an acid tab and never come down. That's what rubbish is like. You'd be like, you know, that episode of Stewie Griffin where he's just in the shower, just all sort of like curled up. You'd be like that. That's vibe. Um, what have you got next for us, email king? Oh, um, the next email is, oh, this is, this is, um, 
quite sad, actually. It's from the sad anteater. Right. But I think the reason I chose this is I think we're going to have some good advice. I think you are anyway, because you're good at this sort of stuff. Having said that, I've absolutely ladled the pressure on this. Yeah, uh, yeah, love yeah, the pod. Like you put so much pressure on yourself to re- retaliate. You've thrown. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm in a slight pickle. I'm 22, but I've just gotten out of a six-year six relationship. Wow. Not mutually, very much dumped. I've sought closure and understand why she can't... Co- and I understand why she can't continue the relationship any longer, but I'm naturally devastated as it revolves around it revolves around her seeing me more as a friend than a long-term boyfriend. I find myself thinking back to see if I could have done anything differently. She was the centre of my world. It's a, a sweet, sweet soul and one of the funniest people I've ever met. I'm unsure if I'll ever meet anyone like her again. I know I'm, I'm young, but most of the advice I've received so far are things along the lines of the best way to get over a girl is to get under one. Oh, God. It's pretty useless, and I doubt I'll get any happiness from it. I'm finding it extremely difficult to see a future without her. Still holding on to a strand of hope. She may want to reignite the relationship. Not a healthy thing, I know. Do I stay friends with her? I find it hard to solely see her as a friend rather than a partner, but don't want to lose her. Any general advice for how to get on with love after being dumped from such a long relationship? Lots of love, the sad anteater. Yo, the Tom sad anteater. Let me clear the first thing up. Um, and I, I say this wholeheartedly. The most dis- fucking despicable advice that fucking infuriates me is that to get over someone you've got to get under someone because all you're doing then is spreading around the heartache and you're you're essentially you're not going to get over anything by doing that and what you're doing is then you're pushing your sadness and your whatever you're going through onto someone else by having a one-night stand and potentially getting their hopes up that, that there might be something else or you're just using someone else to try and make yourself feel better, which is for me a pretty low thing. So push that. It's, actually, it's actually disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's, I hate it. I've got a friend who's going through saying at the moment, people keep saying that. And the amount of times I've told people to shut up and for it's, 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 I think it, you know, it's, it's awful advice. And I respect yeah. you at 22 to be solid enough in your own conviction that you know that's not right. Um, look, you know, I think you'll probably be getting told you have plenty more fish and say da 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 da. The truth of it all is, I think time is ever such a great healer. I think it really is. I think you know this person sounds pretty amazing, and they sound like you know you've just come to the end of the, the journey that you you had together. And I think you you know having that, I, you know, I all through my life up to you know being with Catherine, I'd constantly you know split up with someone and. Yeah, you'd be dumped most of the time because I'd be in a situation like you because you'd be friend zoned or whatever, and, and you'd have this glimmer of hope that in a Dawson Creek kind of way that things would sort of turn around and they'd realise that they'd made a massive mistake, and you know you get together, uh, you get back together, but invariably that, that, that never happened. I think, and like this is sort of advice that I, sort of, I think we've probably given, but you, I think you've just got to use this to make the most solid relationship you can with yourself. I think it's using, I didn't find out really how, like I was, I think 29, 30, when I first got out of a relationship that I had bounced from relationship to relationship or, or like just covered up uh, feelings of heartbreak or inadequacy with alcohol or just pretending everything was fine. And actually using, you know, yourself and just going, right, you know what? I want to learn to love myself a little bit and, and, just solidifying that relationship with you and making sure that you uh, you enjoy your own company at times. And you, 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 when, I, when I say this, I don't mean that you never get in a relationship again, but 
you feel that you don't need someone else to around you to make you feel good about yourself or to make you feel happy. You can do those. You get the materials and, and the, the the sort of infrastructure within yourself to do to do that on your own. And then you'll become a better partner for someone when they need someone to lean on or someone you know that, that can be there for them. So I'd say take this time. Like I say that when I look back. Uh, every time I got dumped and every time I got told that, you know, I see you more as a friend at the time, it is an absolute killer. But everyone who ever said that was right. And, um, you know, from that, you know, for most of those people, they still are friends and they're still people that, uh, you know, it was just not my journey and it was not our journey. So chin up, mate, and uh, keep doing you. You're a sweet, sweet soul. You're a young man with, um, uh, you, you seem like you've got a good grasp on the world. So I wish you well, bro. Um, sad anteater. Uh, we're in a difficult position where uh, we're going to give you advice, and none of that advice is going to immediately feel, make you feel any better. Is the honest truth of it? Because you're suffering with heartbreak. Um, so I'm going to tell you these things. You're going to be annoyed about them probably, and then hopefully in time they'll be of some sort of help. I would say. But first thing I'd say to you is you're 22 years old. That means you got into this relationship at what 16. So. You're just not, you know, it's a very young situation to be in a relationship that you're going to be in for the rest of your life. Um, I'd also say to you, I totally agree with Tom, that if a relationship ends, it was supposed to end. And, and that's really difficult. But if a relationship ends, that is the right path. It, it, it's not supposed to work. Do you know what I mean? And you might end up getting back together in the future. I'm not saying that you won't. You won't but if you don't, that was the right thing to happen. It's never, it just won't work. You know, you want to be with somebody that's totally in love with you. And if they're not, or if they want to see you as a friend, that is it. It's difficult to accept, but that is just how it is. So um, I'm really sorry that you're going through what you're going through, but the, 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 what Tom's, I mean, basically I'm finding myself in the position of reiterating Tom's brilliant advice, which is give yourself some time to find yourself because what a lot of people do is think that a relationship is validation and it just isn't. And sometimes you just need to have time to just live your life and be yourself. And I know it sounds wanky, but discover who you are a little bit and what you're about. And, you know, then you go into a relationship as a, as a bit more of a fully fledged kind of rounded package. Do you know what I mean? Rather than somebody who's looking to get into a relationship. So that would be my advice to you. You're super young things i promise will start to feel easier they will start to feel easier they won't initially and i don't know how long it will take but they absolutely will start to feel easier um but for now you know don't disengage from it you know wallow in it you know li li watch films listen to sad songs do whatever you've got to do to help you through this stage but just know it will get better it absolutely will get better and the relationship ended for a reason and you are going to get into something that's much better than that. Whether that's a version of this relationship that's better or whether it's a completely different relationship, either way, this is for the best. So try and hold on to that if you can. And good luck. Sad Andy. Thank you for getting in touch. Okay, another email. Oh, Hold on, I might need to get my phone for this. Uh, so somebody's done us a jingle. Oh, wow. So, wow. you know, 
you know um, that we um, said that we might need structure. By the way, off the back of that, we've had loads of emails from people saying you don't need structure. Please don't do it. So I'm just going to play this into the mic for you now. Hopefully you can hear it. And then we'll get JT to drop it and I'll send it to him. But so this is the email. Here's a quick jingle. Uh, I'm listening to your podcast. I noticed on the last episode you mentioned uh, how parenting hell have proper jingles and would love to offer my services and even to do some, some for free for starters. Oh, wow. This is from RadioJingles24.com. Uh, I run a small audio production company which provides jingles primarily for radio stations worldwide, but we also do podcast stuff and I've done bits of work for Global Radio and the BBC, amongst others. Happy to provide something for free for you to use. If you like what we do, maybe we could do some more for you. So you ready to hear this? Yeah. Tom Davis. Ramesh Ranganathan. Wolf and Owl. Wow. Uh, so there you go. Thank you. That's that's amazing. Thank you Thank so you much so for much. the jingle. We very much Thank appreciate you. it. Radiojingles24.com. Yeah. Um, are we going to do jingles, Tom? Uh, yeah, I mean, we could try them. I think we need some sort of like, it has to segue into an item, right? Yes. So it had to be like, Tom Davis, Ramesh Ranganathan, the Wath and Owl. This is Would You Rather. Yeah, there you go. Unfortunately, it requires a podcast that has format points that people stick with. Otherwise, we'd yeah, just yeah. be doing, you know, there's no point doing a jingle for one week. And then, we, and then we'd never run the Ramesh Ranganathan, the wolf and owl, another dwindling story that's a complete digression from this point one of them was trying to make. Time for another format point that won't be run again <laughs> on the wolf and owl. Tom Davis, Ramesh Ranganathan, the wolf and owl. This is just drivel. <laughs> Uh, okay, this is from Anonymous. Wow. Dear Wolf, Al, George, Ringo, JT, and the various loved ones who provide administrative support for the podcast. I'm 25 years old. I'm in the first serious and proper adult relationship of my life. In many ways, my partner and I were each other's first loves, dating back to almost a decade ago. And after many years and many missteps on both of our parts, we have at last made a good run of things. The past two and a half years have been by far and away the happiest of my life. I have a much better handle on my various mental health problems. And for the first time ever, I'm wishing for more hours in the day instead of fewer. God, this is beautiful. My partner in the life that we've started together has played a massive part in those improvements. We rent a little flat together and both uh, and are both close with each other's families and friends. However, she went away recently, leaving to my own devices for the week. Although beforehand, I was actually kind of dreading her leaving. I soon found that I was having a really good time without her. There were no crazy periods or unfaithfulness or anything stupid like that. Instead, I was simply surprised at how much I was enjoying my own company, my own space. I expected to feel lonely. And in truth, I just found it liberating. When she came home, I could tell that she had missed me a lot more than I'd missed her. And although we soon settled back into a happy rhythm, I can't stop worrying about why I felt like I did while she was away. What's going on? Is this normal? Any help and insight from your own experiences and combined age-old wisdom? Oh my God, combined age-old wisdom. Uh, would be greatly appreciated. Tommy D. Yow, anonymous. Um... I think it's quite normal to feel like that. I think it's, me and Catherine have been talking a lot about this actually, having that time for yourself, doing things for yourself rather than uh, always, I think you feel compelled sometimes, especially when you're working as hard as we work, Rom, and, and as hard as both our wives work. I think you feel like compelled to always, we need to do this together, this together. I think it's really important to, get timing where as a couple you're doing things i think it's important 
as a family to do things. But I do think it, one of the most important things is to have that time for yourself where you can, you know, have that bit of self-identity for a bit of time where you can actually just, as silly as it sounds and sort of casting back to uh, uh, another email, is, is just having a little bit of, yeah, just trying to reinforce who you are, I think. And I think we can, it's really easy to fall into a place in your life where whether that's friends, family, your wife, whatever, everyone becomes a bit of a crutch for you to sort of like lean on and you don't actually ever sort of do that work on you, you know, on you and, and just do something like sit and feel, watch a film that you want to watch on your own or, you know, just, just get that bit tired. I, I think if I'm honest with you, this is the thing that I'm really trying to push Catherine to do more, like have that time where she can just, because I think as a, as a mum, it's the hardest thing of all. I think, you know, as you know, doing what we do for a job, you know, you do get a little bit of time as silly as it sounds on stage or between gigs. But I think it's all encompassing being a mum. And I, it, like, it's something that I, you know, notice more and more. And it's like now trying to say to Catherine, well, you need some you time. So whether that's just going to the gym of a weekend morning or weekday morning. And then, you know, having a little bit of a chill, reading your book, having breakfast on your own or, or doing things for you. It's a really, really important. So that I wouldn't feel too bad about that. I think, the reason that you she may have missed you more is because she's been away from the house. It's like she's been away from your flat. So she's been in a whole different environment where you have been, you've had the sort of um, reinforcement of being still in your own surroundings. So there's not been, I, think, but I would guarantee if you'd gone away and come back, you'd have missed her more because you're not sleeping in your bed. You're not going to make food in your kit. You know, you're not in your house. So she's not just missed you. She's missed the sort of probably the assurance of being in yeah her own surroundings. So I wouldn't feel too bad. I think if you settle back into a place that you're happy, don't question it, my G. Um, you, your, your life sounds pretty amazing, man. You think you still like, sound like you've got things worked out. Worst thing you can do is pick holes in perfection. Keep on doing you. Keep on smiling, G. Um, this uh, is an interesting one. Um, First of all, what I would say is, is that um, there's two things that you do that are completely normal in human behavior. And the first one is, is to be excited by changing circumstances. And like I, your other half went away and you enjoyed being on your own because you haven't had that for a while. And that is totally normal. It's like completely normal. Like I, I love Lisa and I love the kids. But if I have a day on my own, I love it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's great. Do you know what I mean? You sort of go and do whatever the hell you want to do. You sort of wallow or whatever. I mean, I'm just completely lazy, so I do fuck all or whatever. I just dick around deed trying to learn how to mix or whatever. Whatever, you know, whatever. You just do those things. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that I don't want to be around Lisa and the kids. It just means that it's a different thing and you kind of do different stuff. And I think for you, that felt like a novelty. And so it was slightly tricky. You know, you sort of was like, I'm really enjoying this. If that's the case, I mean, if it's the case that you're not, it sounds like you're entirely happy in your relationship. So I think that's probably what the case is. The other thing that's completely human nature is to feel guilty about that afterwards. Is to like, because there's something about the human psyche that just tries to look for the misery in a situation. So rather than you going, oh, I had a nice week. I actually enjoyed my own company for a week, but it's really nice to have my other half back. You went, oh my God. There's a problem with this relationship because I enjoy being on my own. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be in this relationship. Oh God, what am I going to do? That is so, I mean, it's such a normal human reaction because we're constantly looking to prod and poke at our happiness 
It's almost like you're just seek, you're seeking like guilt and misery. It's just like it happens to me all the time. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to, man. It's totally cool. And as Tom said, the reason, you know, I don't know the circumstances that your other half went away, but it might have been a tough time and she might be thinking, I can't wait to get home. Whereas you were home. Do you know what I mean? The other thing I would say is you've been in a relationship for how long have you been? So what did you say here? Two and a half years or something? Or Yeah, two and a half years. I've been in my relationship for, for 14 years. And um, I have now, Lisa and I have now reached the stage, probably more easily for me than her, where you can have time like that when everybody's around. You know I mean, like sometimes, yesterday I had sort of a bit of a veg day because I'd had a big night out or whatever. Um, and Lisa will, well, Lisa will argue that she never has that. But, um, but it, you know, it, 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 you just get to a point where you find happy medium. If, if Lisa's away or if I'm away, Lisa loves it if I'm away. She meet, her first comment is that the house is so much easier to look after. And to keep tidy when I'm not there, because I'm just like a fucking whirlwind that comes through. But it doesn't mean that she doesn't want me to come back. I don't think. Not initially, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I would. it's totally normal to feel like that. I, the thing that you said, Tom, that really hit home for me is uh, my, my work scratches that itch of being out and about, and I get to be like just Romesh when I'm out and about. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, Lisa doesn't have that built into her day because... She doesn't work outside of like looking after the kids and well, arguably looking after me. So I do think it's important to have that time. And I think that actually probably one of the secrets to a good relationship is to is to build in a system where both people are getting that. Do you know what I mean, because when one person isn't getting that, that's when frustrations arise and that's when people start to feel trapped or that's when people start to feel like, is this what life is now and all that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So I would say, look, You've discovered that being on your own is not that bad. Probably not the case for her either. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to start taking action on that now, but it's probably something you're going to look to in the future to keep things fresh and nice and feel like you're all scratching the various itches. When I say scratching the itches, I don't mean fucking someone else. But, you know, like, you know, the various itches that you might have. So good luck with that. Don't feel guilty. It's all good. Shout it out, is shout all, out. It is all good, baby. Uh, okay, should we do one more? Let's do one more, my Jay. Oh, let's do two more because we've got some. Oh, there's. There... I'm actually going to finish on quite a heavy one, actually, if that's cool. Okay. okay well... uh, but this one's a nickname one. Okay. Uh, please find below as requested. This is from the Salmon of Knowledge. Please find below as requested a list of Irish nicknames and origins for your enjoyment. I cannot take credit for these. I'm merely the vessel carrying these across the Irish sea. <clears throat> Lads used to play football with a guy called Ender May. Everyone called him June. No other fellow has one hand bigger than the other, and they call him the clock. That can't be real. Yeah, fuck it. That's genius if it is. <laughs> fellow was called Spider because when he went, sh he went shopping one day and bought four pairs of jeans. <laughs> uh, I also knew a fellow in Tipperary who got the name Westlife after he wore a polo neck on a night out in the noughties. <laughs> My dad had a mate called the Bishop because he used to walk at a sideways angle. Wow, that's great. I know a guy called Boomerang because he tried to move to Australia and he came back two months later. <laughs> my brother used to get his dole on a Monday and one of his mates would only call to the house on dole day, so my nana started calling him Monday. <laughs> he's 40 now, that's what his kids call him. Jesus. I love that. Family down the road have been known as the Yanks for nearly 40 years because they went to Florida for a week in the 80s. <laughs> There was a fellow I knew with a stutter. He was called Remix. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
One of the lads called Eric had a third nipple and the boys called him Triples. One of my missus friends used to go out with a lad who looked like Millhouse and worked in Carphone Warehouse, so I named him Carphone Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, I'd also love to get your thoughts on the popularity of podcasts in general when it comes to mental health and its benefits. I have my own theory. Found solace in digital conversations way before podcasts took, took off. Ricky, Carl and Steve on XFM or Russell Brand and Matt Morgan on BBC Radio, for example. What do you guys get from podcasts and what benefits do your listeners do your listeners say you provide? All the love, the salmon of knowledge. Uh, thank you very much, Salmon of Knowledge. Um, uh, you've asked you. the wrong people what we think the benefits of the podcast are. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. uh, we don't think there are any. I think, I, 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 yeah, I, I vary up my listening. I, I, I'm not, uh, I, like a, I like a good educational one. I like something where you can listen. I, like, I love conspiracy theory ones. Um, if I'm on the road doing stand-up, I tend to not listen to comedy ones because I think it can sort of like get inside your head a little bit and you sort of, it's better to, st- I, I prefer just listening to something that's completely out of that world. Whereas if I'm writing scripts and at the moment we're writing a drama and it's there, so then I try to sort of, some of the stuff's a bit sort of heavy. So then I try to listen. Yeah, so I like to vary it up. There's no, I think that's the joy of podcasting. I think there's so many good podcasts out there that, um, you know, Scritch, scratch, 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 loads of different itches. Mm. So shout out to everyone who makes a podcast. Yeah, I think the podcast is a bit of a cheat code, really, because I don't, because obviously with our podcast, which probably requires, exerts the least effort of any podcast on the interweb, um, I think you sort of get away with the fact that people are checking in with you every week. So it's like you get to know people. So, you know, I would describe our con- content as subpar. Uh but, you know, for the most part, we've managed to keep it up regularly. So it's just a nice check-in. I totally agree with you, by the way, on... I used to listen to stand-up on my way to gigs, and then I couldn't do the gig without sounding like the stand-up I'd just listen yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. So I've had to stop doing that as, like, a thing, as a rule. I cannot listen to stand-up yeah. on the way to... Even though I love watching stand-up, I listen to it all the time. I have to, like, have some distance between me watching it and me actually going and I find as it. well, if you listen to it after and you've had a bit of a fucking ropey gig... You just feel oh, so... Oh, God, fun. it's so awful. Just need to stand up and go, oh, that's how somebody that can do it does it. Yeah, it's, cool. it's like... It's like literally just what, like having a kick about the garden and watching, like, fucking Harlan smashing a hat-trick. You're like, yeah, right, yeah that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I struggled to do that against a bunch of 12-year-olds in a fucking park. Yeah. Not a close-up um, 12-year-olds in the park much. No, but you have done, and it's gone well. <laughs> Absolutely fucking taught them a lesson or two, didn't you? Um... <laughs> So, yeah, I do love podcasts, actually. I listen to Bill Burr's podcast quite a lot. Um, I started to listen to a couple of history podcasts as well, just because, like, I don't know, I'm so shit with history. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it just depends on my mood, really. There's a few mental health ones I listen to. There's a really good one, actually, that I listen to. Oh, God. It's like a closed... Oh, I'll tell you what. what's really... Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place here. This is caffeine talking. Um, the John Ronson one about the porn industry is really yeah, good. Yeah, it's amazing. That's incredible. And then the other one is, oh, God, what is it? Sweet Bobby. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah Have you listened to the Sweet Bobby podcast? Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. it's just like eight episodes or you something told me, like that. You told me about this years ago, ages ago. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's good. Incredible. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, we do love podcasts. Um, okay, Tom. Yeah. I think that I think we should I don't think we should finish with the heavy one. I no, think we'll I start think let's, then, let's, let's use let's the heavy one another time. That's, that's, a, that's a nice way of ending. Yeah. Talking about really good podcasts after we've just dribbled this out. 
Yeah, after we've done a bonus episode that's played so fast and loose with the word bonus, I can't even believe it. Um, <laughs> hope you've enjoyed it. We'll try and do another one next week. Probably won't, as is um, the way with this podcast. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, the, the, yeah. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll run a one of us. From, oh, actually, JT can do it. We'll run a thing. Is it worth us doing a bonus episode on a on our Wolf and Out Instagram? Vote for it. If you say you like this bonus, absolute fucking crap fest then we will continue to try and do bonuses if you're not into it you think it's an absolute waste of your time and ours we'll stop and also we agree yeah um okay cool thank you guys boom we'll see you next week take care of yourselves and each other love you love 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 if you have a problem opinion feedback or anything at all please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. Thank you.